This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich, and today's episode is called How to See the Big Picture So You and Your Business Can Thrive. As always, I'll share a quick story with you before I introduce my guest. A few years ago, I met with a business owner who told me he was killing it with email marketing and social media. His open rates were through the roof, he told me, and his Facebook engagement rates were off the charts. That's great to hear, I told him. Then I paused and dropped the hammer. And how has that translated to sales, I asked. He sat there in silence for a few seconds, frowning and pondering. And then he said, can't hurt. I replied, it can hurt if you're spending more on email marketing and social campaigns than you're bringing in. How much do you spend per new email subscriber? How much does it cost you to convert a lead to a client? What's your average lifetime revenue per client? I asked. He looked at me as if I was an alien, which seemed about right because everything I was saying was completely alien to him. Bottom line, this business owner and so many others don't know their bottom line. He was measuring and obsessed with the wrong things. Email opens and social engagement are swell. They make us feel good. Each open and like strokes our ego, gives us a little dopamine buzz, feeds our vanity. But they are vanity metrics. And the business with the best vanity metrics does not always win. Your accountant doesn't care how many Facebook likes you have. You can't deposit email opens at your bank. And if you tell me that more opens and likes lead to more sales, I'll reply, are you sure? And then I'll point you to countless examples that prove it isn't necessarily so. In fact, it's often not so. Some of my best converting emails based on sales generated had open rates far lower than others that didn't pay as much. Countless businesses that generated great social media engagement did not thrive because they can't convert engagement into payment. Sure, you want people to open your emails and engage with your social posts, but all of that matters only if it helps you grow your business. Tracking vanity metrics, that's easy. But here's what happens when you track those easy numbers that don't matter so much. All of those little celebrations about open rates and social engagements, all those little dopamine drips eventually turn into a flood of despair because you realize your business is not where it needs to be. That's why you should stick around to hear from my guest today. His name is Chris Michelle, and he helps business owners develop the perspective, systems, and culture 
They need to see the big picture and ultimately to grow sales and prosper. Chris is the author of the book, The Red Chair Experience, and he's the founder of Coach Chris Consulting, a sales and business consultancy for the home services industry. Chris has over 30 years of sales and management experience, and he helps small to medium business owners increase sales by creating processes, metrics, and key performance indicators. Chris, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you, Tom. It's good to be here. I love your story, by the way. I, ah, I thank you. Relate to that? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we we were talking before the show, and and yeah. uh, you said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I I know that guy too, uh, or yeah. gal, uh, business owners uh, all over." Yeah. go through that. And, and, uh, you were telling me, you can think of, of many you've dealt with and and one in particular you wanted to tell me about. Yeah. And, and, you know, Tom, it's so true, right? We get caught up in these, in these easy to watch metrics and that's what this company was doing. They were watching the things going, Oh, we just need to engage with more people. We need to send out more emails. We need to do more marketing and, and all of that stuff. Well, when I started to work with them, what I found was number one, they didn't have a sales process. Number two, their sales presentations were all over the map. They were using what I call a shotgun approach as opposed to a rifle approach. And when you go hunting, you want a shotgun for certain things, but you want a rifle for most things that you do, meaning that you have a very specific target. You have very something very specific that you're trying to address. And they were just all over the map, right? Just throwing out, hey, let's see what sticks, right? The old spaghetti trick. And let's see if this will stick. And, and let's see if this will stick. And so what happened was, yeah, they started to do more uh, campaigns and started to send out more emails and stuff, and they weren't getting the sales because they weren't doing the things that helped them, the metrics, the KPIs about the sales that they needed and getting better at sales. It yeah, wasn't so what, what what did you do to get them there? How did how did you get them from this shotgun marketing approach? Woohoo, lots of opens, woohoo, lots of of social likes um, to a place where those were actually translating to sales success. Yeah. So what we, what we had to do was we, number one, we came up with a sales process for them and it was a step-by-step way to convert people from a, um, from an opportunity to a sales lead, to a demo, to a closed sale, right? So we walked them through that process. Number one, number two, we talked about the presentation. We actually shortened the presentation and got it down to very specific things. We took an hour long presentation, made it 30 minutes, actually got it down to uh, about a 10 minute presentation where we could say, Hey, Tom, you got 10 minutes. Let me show you what we do. And they go, here's what we do Here's specifically how it happens. And they did that within about five to six minutes. And then the rest was, Hey, what kind of questions do you have? And that would then bleed into right. The 20, the 30 minute conversations where it's an engagement, a true engagement. And then they get better responses and they get better sales as a result, right? They get better at their selling process as they did that. Yep. Yeah. And, and you use that term engagement, but there's a big difference between the engagement that you just described and this term engagement that we often apply to digital marketing, Uh, you know, engagement, they liked, they replied, whatever it is, all of those things. I I really want to emphasize this. All of those things can be valuable if you take them and turn them into the kind of engagement that you're describing a one-to-one relationship, a one-to-one conversation, a sales 
consultation. And that engagement is where the rubber hits the road, where the person who liked, the person who opened, the person who replied is now a warm prospect having a conversation with a salesperson and ultimately becoming a client. So we we started this conversation, Chris, by talking about measuring and metrics. So what in that business or in other businesses become the key performance indicators that you emphasize in this case? So it's really dependent upon the industry that you're talking to, right? So I deal a lot with home services, uh, heating and air, plumbing, electrical, um, roofers. When we talk about those things, there are key performance indicators, if you will, that are specific to their industry. So there are things that we can watch and we can measure and we can say, okay, uh, you've got so many service techs and they're doing this kind of work. They're turning leads over, they're selling themselves, they're, right? they're doing different things. And there are indicators along the way right? that each one of those will have a different category, if you will. And you can say, all right, how many uh, service calls am I doing? And then how many of those turn into leads? And then how many of those sales leads turn into converted sales? And so it's not enough to go, oh yeah, we're killing it. You know, our, our revenue is up 10% year over year. Where is it coming from? Yep. What are you measuring, right? And as we we all talk about in, in business, what gets measured gets managed, right? Or gets worked on, really. And that's what we talk about with these metrics and key KPIs really is you have to know what you're dealing with and it has to be something that can be measured and then managed. Yeah. And that's the important part. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And and there was a there was sort of a hidden and valuable business lesson in what you just described. Uh, service reps going on a call and then measuring how many leads are coming from that. How and, and we're, what we're talking about here is referral marketing and and mm-hmm. and and you know, what, what sometimes I'll call milking the cows who are already in the barn. It's so much easier as a business to create new customers or to upsell existing customers to create new customers from existing customers. I go on a service call. I ask for, can you recommend us to anybody? You have a process in place perhaps where you hand out a card or a flyer or whatever it may be in your business so that one, uh, your customer can tell their neighbors all sorts of ways that that can be implemented, but Mm -hmm. you start with asking the question. So, so service rep by service rep, how many leads are being generated from that service rep and that visit? And how am I measuring that? And what can I do to improve that? That's a great example. And it's, it's different. And in many cases, more powerful than some of the marketing that, that so many of these businesses lean into, uh, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll take a sales rep making, uh, delighting a client who then tells 10 neighbors any day over 10 Facebook likes. Yeah. And so it's a great example and a really important, uh, example of you, you ask the question, then you measure it, and then you begin to tweak processes right. to get better and better and better at it. Yeah. yeah. And there's been a number of studies that have shown, you know, how do you get leads and how do you work them? You know, a lot of it, what they found is that customer service, good customer service can increase your 
ability to close a sale by about 70%. So when you think about that, I mean, if you go to a restaurant and you get good service, are you going to tell friends about it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you continue to go back and you continue to get great service, doesn't matter who the server is, or if you only got it from one server, do you always ask for that one server, right? When you go back and time and time again, there's a restaurant that, that um, my girlfriend and I frequent um, um, every week, really. And when we go there, they know us, they see us, but we have a great experience every single time. I think there's been like one or two bad experiences. And, and we kind of went, mm, that was not the norm, right? But we continue to bring you know our, ourselves and we tell people about it. And we go back time and time again. And why do we do that? Because good customer service will take care of a lot of things. And like you said, nurture those ones that you're working with already because you can do a whole lot more. Now, a roofing company, it's once every 20 years, 10 years, whatever the roof life is. But a landscaper, man, you, you should be out there probably a couple of times a year if you're not mowing their lawn every week, right? Uh, a yeah. good HVAC company, you should be out there twice a year doing general maintenance, plumbing, electrical, same thing. You can set up preventative maintenance type of schedules, right? And that then will lead to more sales, right? Because you've got these customers that are already working with you and already dealing with you. So, but yeah, it's, we, we forget that. And then we, we want to chase this shiny object, right? Well, let me go get more sales. Let me, let me create this wonderful marketing package that says we're awesome and you ought to work with us. And, you know, I, I looked at this when I did, um, I've done a couple of uh, presentations on this, but one is the number of um, impressions that we get per day is amazing. And studies have shown it's probably between eight and 10,000 impressions a day, right? Yeah. And of that, do you know how many of those you can actually absorb? It's like 400, like yeah. about 400 of those impressions that you see of the 8,000 or 10,000 impressions, you can only actually hold on to and recognize 400 of them. So what yeah. makes you stand out? Yeah. And, you know, so much of what you're describing speaks to what we talk about here at Story Power Marketing. So on your last point, you know, how do you stand out with all of that noise and all of these impressions and all of that stuff slapping our our prospective customers in the face? You have to stand out. You have to be noticed above the noise. And that's where creative, story-powered entertaining content comes in. But yeah. another thing that that you talked about that's so critical is the whole customer service experience. When when people, business owners think about marketing, they often think about, well, what are what is the work that I'm doing to turn a lead or a prospect into a client? And then once it's done, the marketing and sales process is over in the mind of some mm-hmm. business owners. The point that you're making, and I agree with 100%, is that, oh, no, 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 sales and marketing is a continuous experience. And the customer service department, your reps who are going out to fix a roof, they are part of your marketing and sales function and Absolutely. and businesses who don't see it that way their bottom line measurement is off i mean you've taught yeah. you you described you know i'm measuring does a does a service call turn into customers mm-hmm. uh, just that question Dude. alone 
is a question that most business people don't think about and and don't apply to their business. So those of you who are listening, ask yourself, do I ever, do I even think about it that way? Um, You know, whether you're a consultant or a roofer or a lawn person or a chiropractor, you know, are you measuring how many of your client interactions are turning into business and do you have a way to measure it and do you have a way to fix it? It's a really critical point yeah. that you, you brought up, Chris. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, and sales and marketing too often are looked at as two completely different things, but they're really, they're, they're intermixed, they're intermingled, right? They, they should be working together to say, here's the message that we want to craft. And here's the, here's the message that we're delivering on our side, right? From a service standpoint, from a sales standpoint, right? And I, I had a situation years ago where the, the message that the marketing team wanted to put out there was copying everybody else. And I was like, mm-hmm. why are we doing that? And, and I said, we're, we're a boutique type of company. We have a, a very specific type of company that we or a customer that we want to work with. Why are we speaking to the masses? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And they didn't understand that concept. And we, we kind of went back and forth, you know, and it, it made for some unpleasant times, but at the same time, it was like, Hey, we, we have to work together. We got to figure out how to do this. And it eventually made sense to them. Right. And for me, I learned some things too, but we had to come on come a full circle, if you will, so that we could win the customers that were our customers, right? We have a specific avatar, your business, everybody's business has a specific avatar that they speak to. Right. Yep. And we have to speak to that avatar instead of speaking to the masses. And too often, yep. I don't know if you find this, but I find with a lot of like entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, these just getting started, they think, hey, I've got to speak to everybody. And it's like, why in the world are you speaking to everybody? Not everybody's your client. Maybe they That's can right. use your services, but they're not your client, right? Yep. When when you speak to everybody, you're ultimately speaking to nobody because everybody who's out there or I should say no one who's out there has the sensation that, Oh wow, this person is talking to me. This person gets me. This person understands me. Whereas when you know your audience and you're able to niche and you're able to focus and understand their customer journey, then when you're communicating in in social or email or in the sales consultation and presentation, they feel like, wow, this person gets me. This person understands what I'm going through, what I'm thinking about, what I'm worrying about. And then they want to say, well, how do, how do you do it? And when they say, how do you do it? Now you're having the sales conversation that you want to have where you've been invited to the table. Hey, Chris, I wanted to note that you're sitting in a, ordinary desk chair uh, right am. now but but somewhere nearby you have a really awesome red chair that you've told me about yeah. and uh, I think you wrote a book about it and I know you wrote a book about it and I, I wanted to give you a moment to tell us the story of the red chair and tell us about yeah. the book because um, I, I love the story and and the book well I appreciate it so Tom this is this is the book and that is my chair. That's actually my red chair. It sits in my master suite and it was something that was passed down to me from, it came from my stepfather and then my younger brother who we uh, both have lost, right? We lost both of them in the last um, five years, six years. And so this is, uh, the book is called The Red Chair Experience. It is a daily inspiration for success in life and business. 
And it really is an opportunity for people to get some sort of a daily dose of um, maybe inspiration, maybe motivation. Maybe it's just you're sitting on something that doesn't feel right in your life and you open up the book and and today speaks to you, right? And you go, ah, okay, that's what it is. And I've had many of those moments in my life where I read books like this on the uh, every single day. I read about four of them, four different ones. And this is one of the four, by the way. But I read this as if I didn't write it. And I do have that experience. Sometimes I'm like, wow, that really speaks to me. And other times I'm like, uh, let me correct that. Let me, let me, <laughs> right. I jump into editor mode and I don't mean to do that, but there are times when I, I really do. I, I, I catch something. I go, oh, that's really good for today. I needed that today. Right. And so that's the beauty of this, this book is it's a daily dose. It's a daily shot. It's, it's a quick read. It's something to ponder. It's something to think about. And the idea is the experience is for me, it's this red chair. It's where I go to contemplate and meditate and pray and read and um, just maybe have conversations with previous owners. Yeah. But I, I have this place that I go to. And for everybody else, I ask the question, what's your red chair? Where do you go to have your experience to maybe have a daily quiet time or a, a daily me time, whatever? Is it on the trail, right? Is it out riding your bike? Is it uh, going to a mountaintop, right? Because you can you live close enough to go to have a mountaintop experience. Uh, is it by the ocean? Is it by a river? Is it by a creek? Is it is it just in your backyard overlooking this beautiful pasture? Who knows? But everybody should have some sort of a red chair, if you will, experience and have it on the regular, right? Do that on a, on a regular basis. And so that's what the book is. That's what it's about. Yeah, I love it. And I love that last point that you made, have it on the regular, make it a regular experience. You know, you're a systems guy, you're a measure the right thing guy. But what you're noting is that it's not all about the numbers. It's not all about the systems. It's not all about being a machine. Sometimes you just have to get into the red chair and reflect and contemplate and uh, pray and meditate, whatever it may be, and business success depends on it. And it's not the thing that you do just when, uh, oh, wow, I have a couple of minutes or I'm a little tired or I'm a little bored or I, you know, maybe I want to procrastinate. So I'll go plop myself into the red chair. What you're describing is making it part of the habit, you know, make, <laughs> being systematic about it. Yeah. And, it and, and, yeah, and, and so many business people, who connect with some sort of mindset work will treat it as an afterthought or something to just kind of drop in when the time allows. And I love the fact that you're really emphasizing the idea that no, no, this, this is part of the big picture. This is, this is part of the collection of systems and processes that you, you have to build into your routines and, and it matters. And, and so I love the book and I love the story behind the book. And, uh, it, it's, I just flat out recommend it and recommend yeah. the approach. So, yeah. And you're right. It's, it really becomes about a, a daily routine that we all do. Right. And they, there, there's a lot of talk around what successful people do, right? 
on the on a regular basis in a, and their daily routine, right? You get up, you work out, you read, you pray, you meditate, you do whatever that morning routine is, then you eat, then you do this, then you focus on your business, right? Or you sit down and you write out your plans, you you journal, you um, write down your goals for the day, right? All of that stuff is important. And different people do it differently. But the theme, if you will, is is that you're reading on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to increase your vocabulary. It's, an, it's a way for you to get more intelligent, right? To get more in touch with who you are and what's going on around you. And whether it's your Bible or you, you're picking up a book like The Red Chair or you're, you're picking up some other book, right? You're some, uh, it could be uh, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, right? I mean, it could yep. be something, but you're spending time every single day to develop yourself. And that's really part of what it is. It's it's a development time that we get to work on ourselves because, and I talk about this in the book, but one of the things that we we fail to realize is if we don't take care of ourselves first, how in the world can we take care of others? And there's too many people running on empty trying to take care of other people and it falls short or it falls on deaf ears, right? Because it's it's empty. What you're doing is empty because you're not taking care of yourself and you're telling, hey, Tom, you need to take care of yourself, right? right. <laughs> okay, Chris, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Yeah. Right? What are you doing to to invigorate your soul and and feed your body and and feed your mind and feed your heart with what's going on, right? All yeah. of those things are super important. So that was part of the inspiration for the book was that it will become this daily thing that that people do. I've got people that uh, have told me they've reached back out to me and after buying the book, they get it for their team and they're like, hey, we're doing this as a book club. And I'm like, wow. So every day they're sitting down with this book and they're they're reading it together and then they're having a discussion. It's a real quick discussion. What did you get out of this? What did you see? What did you hear? What did you get? Right? What are your thoughts on this? And um, the person that did that, one of the things that she shared with me was she said, I don't share until like one of the last, if, if at all, because I want to hear what my employees are getting from this, right? What my coworkers are getting from this. And she said, it's amazing. I'm learning so much more about them. Yeah. Just allowing them to do this. And it's like, that's, that was music to my ears, right? It was like, perfect. That's what, for me, that's what the book is about. Yeah. And there's a valuable business tip in what you just described that this work that we are describing is so important, the reflection, the sitting in the red chair, it it starts as a solitary exercise. And then you magnify its effects when you collaborate and reflect. So whatever it is, whether you're reading a book like this or you're just reflecting through some other means, reading books, if you can connect with others in a mastermind group around the coffee machine at the office, whatever it may be, uh, and, and, and collaboratively share your perspective beyond just the mechanics of your business operations, you magnify the effects. So I love the fact that people who are reading the book are saying that they want to use it in this way. That's a really valuable example. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. Cool. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I said, it's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, where can people go to get the book? Well, if you're here in the United States and you want a signed copy, go to the red chair experience.com. 
and it'll take you right to my webpage. Go down to the bottom. You'll see their place where you can order it, PayPal, Venmo, whatever it is, credit card. And you can do that. And I will actually sign it and, and personalize it to you and mail it to you. And you, you'll get it usually within about a week. And if you're outside of the US or you uh, just like an ebook, uh, you're not, you don't care if it's signed or not. Um, you can get it on Walmart. You can get it on uh, Amazon. You can get it on Barnes and Noble, right? You can get it anywhere. You can buy a book. So just uh, look up The Red Chair Experience by Chris Michelle. Excellent. And aside from the book, where can people go to connect with you, to get resources, to learn more, to learn from you? Sure. Um, my website is coachchrisconsulting.com. That's probably the best way. You can catch me on LinkedIn. You can catch me on, it's Coach Chris uh, on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm even, I'm a little bit on Twitter, but I have a YouTube channel as well. I'm working on uh, some videos and some presentations and, and just little snippets, right? So people can see kind of who I am, what I do, and uh, get some little tidbits from that as well. Sales tips. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, parting thoughts, anything this audience needs to know before we call it a day? Well, I, 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 I'm going to go ahead and bring it right back to what you started with, right? Don't go for these hollow metrics. Don't go for these hollow, uh, these, these things that people are saying are important because um, those aren't the important things, right? There are, there are important things you should be focusing on. Find those things that are important to you, your business, and focus on those. And that'll make your life a whole lot easier and better. Yep. 100% agree. Chris Michelle, great having you on the show. Hope to cross paths with you again. I know I will. And uh, everybody go out and get that book. Check out Chris, connect with him on social, and uh, you will benefit from doing so. So thanks so much, Chris, for being on the show. We'll see everybody down the road. Thanks, Tom. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business-building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs>